Good morning and welcome to our online church service. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're going to start our service with um, a reading from Psalm 105. A few verses from Psalm 105. Hallelujah, thank God, pray to Him by name. Tell everyone you meet what He has done. Sing Him songs, belt out hymns, translate His wonders into music. Honor His holy name with hallelujahs. You who see God, keep your eyes open for God. Watch for His works, be alert for signs of His presence. Remember the world of wonders He has made, His miracles, and the verdicts He has rendered, O seed of Abraham, His servant. O child of Jacob, his chosen one, he is God, our God, in charge of the whole earth, and he remembers his covenant. For a thousand generations he has been as good as his word. It's the covenant he made with Abraham, the same oath he swore to Isaac, the very statute he established with Jacob. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can come to you this morning in prayer. We want to bring our hallelujahs. We want to sing your praise. We want to bring glory to your holy name. Because there's none like you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you were with us. And that you are with each one of us this morning as we follow the service, as we, as we tune in to this online message. We know that you are our God. And that everything that we are sharing this morning, everything we are doing today, we do to bring glory to your holy name. And this... And this scripture we're going to share, will it, you use it to bless our hearts, to change our lives. We bring all the glory to you, Lord Jesus. Amen. The last couple of weeks, I stumbled a few times in my Bible study. I stumbled on this particular verse that says, I am the God of Abraham. And the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. What does it mean? Why is it so important? Why is it that you see this throughout Scripture? Time and again you come back to this verse. Because it seems as if it played a huge part in whole Israel's history. Um, in their religion, every now and then the Lord reminds them of what he did. Because when he called Abraham, Genesis 12, we read that, um, that he told Abraham that he will make him a big nation, that he will bless him, that he will be his God, that he will give him a future. And the exact same promise he made to Isaac and to Jacob. It didn't matter that they were dif different, that they had different things going for them. Um, it didn't matter that their road was different didn't matter what mistakes they made or how wrong they chose sometimes. The Lord gave his promise and he kept it. And he stayed, he promised to stay involved in their lives. He promised to look after them, to give them a future. 
to give them a place of their own. He promised to be their God. And if we read this verses, I'm the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, we may believe the exact same. That we can trust this God. That he will keep his word. Do what he said. Because this is a God that, that was with us for a long time. That was involved in our lives long before our birth. And this is a God that will provide for us. Because he knows each one of us. Almost as if he wants to say, your situation is changing the whole time. It's locked down, it's locked up, it's locked down again, it's open, opening up again. Everything is changing the whole time, but I'm still exactly the same. I'm still the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And I will look after you. One of the best examples of, of, of how this had a massive influence in the life of Israel we find in Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, um, the story of the calling of Moses. Let's open our Bibles at Exodus chapter 3. We're going to read from verse 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So he thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not Come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good, spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Where am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign that you, to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Verse 15. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. Verse 16. Go assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, appeared to me and said, I've watched over you and have seen what has been done to you 
in Egypt. When, when the Lord decided to take out the Israelites um, from slavery in Egypt, everything starts with this. I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. In, in, in chapter 3, verse 15, when Moses talked to the people, he, he, he told them exactly the same. In verse 16, when he talked to the leaders, exactly the same. Um, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent me. That's who I'm representing here. And, and I wonder, why was it necessary to remind the Israelites of that? Maybe, maybe they were slaves for so long that they forgot about God. Maybe they were slaves so long and, it, and their life of suffering was so hard that they stopped believing that the God, what God did with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob is even possible in their lives. Maybe that's what suffering does. Maybe that's what difficult times does in our life. We, we tend to forget important things. We forget that God cares. We forget that he's a God that still loves us and still chooses to be involved in our lives. What did you forget? Can you still remember the amazing things the Lord did in your life? Can you still remember the way he provided for you, protected you, was with you? And never forget that. And in this story um, between Moses and God, this interaction between Moses and God, there's a few clues how to understand what does it mean when God says that he's the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I think the first thing that we read that will help us understand how, how that is, is what we see in, chap in chapter 3 verse 2. When, when we read, they were there, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. God appeared to Moses. Often in scripture, when we read about the angel of the Lord, it actually means the Lord himself. The Lord appears to Moses. He was busy tending the sheep of his father-in-law, and here he can't get let, one of them let, get, got lost. And suddenly the Lord was there in the burning bush. Here is a God that reaches out to us, that chooses to be involved in our lives. We serve a God who gives the first step towards us. Sometimes when we come to Christ, we think it was our choice, our decision. But when we're honest about that, we were pushed in that direction. The Lord has worked in our lives long before we made the decision for him. He, he chose us long before that time. So exactly the same happens here. Nothing is going to happen before the Lord comes down and the Lord reaches out to his people. Through our scripture we see that. Um, in the Old Testament, when the prophets come, the Lord, um, it's, the, um, it's the Lord that comes through time and again. It's the Lord's appearance that changes people's hearts and minds. Um, uh, the, 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 the top of that is when Jesus came to earth. When Jesus 
pitched his tent among us, John said. Everything changed from that moment on. It's God's presence that makes everything different. That's what he says in chapter 3, verse 12. He says, and I will be with you, Moses. Don't be afraid for Pharaoh. Don't be afraid of your own people. Don't be afraid of impossible situations. I'll be with you. The second clue we get about what about the meaning of this God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, is when the Lord, what the Lord says in chapter 3, verse 4, when the Lord saw that Moses had gone over to Luke, he called him, Moses, Moses. He called Moses on his name. Um, it's amazing. He's not just another guy. <laughs> He's someone with a name. And, and that's so important. One of the prophets Later says that the Lord has written our names in his hand. When do you write someone's name in your hand or something on your hand? When you don't want to forget that. When you've got to remember it. Our names are written in the hands of the Lord. He can't forget us. That's why baptism is so important. Here's the name of a child. The Lord knows our names. He knows each one of us intimately. For 400 years, the Lord didn't speak. For 400 years, the Israelites were slaves. How scary is that? For 400 years, people stopped listening to the Lord. Because it wasn't as if the Lord wasn't there. Of course, the Lord's always there. But something made these people to stop seeking the Lord, stop listening for the Lord. Now, now we see how he crosses this divide, how he reaches out. Isn't that all of us's wish? That the Lord will cross the divide between us. That the Lord will call our names. That the Lord will reach out to each one of us. Moses could have walked past. Moses could have just continued tending the, the sheep, but he stopped, took notice. And sometimes, sometimes we must stop with what we're busy with and just take notice of what the Lord is doing. The third clue, and this is an important one, is what we see in verse 5. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is on holy ground. The Lord tell Moses to take off your shoes. Uh, the first reason maybe is you can't run away. <laughs> the Lord's going to talk with you and sometimes we want to run away. So maybe tongue in the cheek we can say Moses can't run away now. But that's not exactly the point. He, he told him to take off your shoes. Um, in, in the Middle Eastern world it's a sign of respect when you take off your shoes. It's almost something like when we um, come to people's houses we tend to take off our shoes because we respect their house um, and, and, and their home. But the main thing is that to be holy is to be set apart. That's what the Lord said. He says, this is holy ground. This, what's taking place between us, is special. And I know when you and the Lord are alone, on your own, and I know this moment here is special. 
But do you know what I miss? I miss Sunday mornings. When we put effort in. When we change our rhythm. When we go up to church to worship. I miss that. Because there's something in in, in stopping with what we're busy. There's something, there's something in taking the day off. Go to church. Pray to the Lord. Worship Him. It tells us that He's special. And in the time we live, it's so easy to forget that. It's so easy to think, oh, online church is easy, I'll just keep on watching. You must take time. You must stop with what you're doing and ask yourself an honest question. How special is the meeting with the Lord for me? How special is time with Him for me? We've got to change our focus. We've got to make him the most important in our life and in our plan, planning and in our on a weekly calendar. Nothing is more important than that. You must remember this God is holy. The fourth clue that we get here is that we serve a God that know, that hear, that see, that cares. Um, the seventh and says, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of the slave divers. I am concerned about their suffering. Chapter 2, last few verses, he says, During that long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out and they cry for help. Because of their slavery went up to God. God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. We've got a God who cares for us. He sees everything that's happening with us. He hears all our cries and all our prayers. We've got a God that will always think back of the covenant he made with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. It's interesting. When God hear their prayers, he didn't think of, why did they forget me? What sin did they commit? Why am I not important in their lives? No. Scripture says he, was, he thought about his covenant. When, when they cried out, he didn't ask the question, are you good enough? When they cried out, he think about what he didn't do. What he promised he will do. And did that. And that's an amazing, that's an amazing perspective to get into your relationship with the Lord. He don't listen to you when you're good enough, when you get everything right, when you don't sin. He listens to you because he cares. And he will always go back to his own promises and to his own worth. That's what it means when he said, I'm a God of Abraham, Jacob and Isaac, because that's exactly what I did in their lives. I will do it in your lives as well. The fifth thing maybe is that 
Um, if you talk about the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, we've got a God that's got a plan. He had a plan with Abraham when he called him out of her. He's got a plan with Isaac and Jacob. He made Jacob the father of the um, 12 um, tribes of Israel, the father of Israel. And again, and again we see here that the Lord says, I've got a plan. Look at verse 8. He says, so I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians. Verse 10. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. For 400 years they were slaves. And because he was the God of Isaac, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, he sent Moses to get them out. I'm here to save them. I know our plans is all in disarray for the last 18 months. And I know we don't have a choice but to adjust our plans the whole time. God planned, God's plan didn't change. What he promised, he will do. And even if the Israelites forgot it, even if we forget it, even if we are unfaithful, God will remain faithful. What did you forget about God? What is it that you've got to go back to and remind yourself of? About His faithfulness, how He provided, how He still loves you after everything you did. That's the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And then interesting, we've read everything, a lot of things that God was. God's the one that reached out. God's the one that called them on their name. God's the one with a plan. God's the one that hears, see and know, put it in his heart, all our suffering. God's the Holy One. And then he asked the Israelites one thing. Chapter, uh, chapter 3 verse 12, he says, And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. There's one thing we, we must do. If we believe that the God we serve is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. If we believe that we've got a God that comes true on his promises, that do what he says. Then we must, we must worship him. That's the most important thing. We can't stay quiet. We can't fold our, our hands and sit in our corners. We've got to worship. We've got to bring glory to God. Because that helps us to, to shift our focus away from all our troubles and everything that's going on in our lives. Focus on what God is doing, what God promised he will do, what God did in our lives. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. I wanted to conclude. We serve a God that's in this for the long haul. Um... And we can take him on his promises. We can go back to scripture and tell him, Lord, you promised this, you promised this. Lord, let's be honest about the situation we find ourselves in. Lord, you know what's in our hearts. You know what's the thing we worry about. Thank you that you will be faithful. Because that's what you did with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob.
and you will do the same for each one of us. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for the way that you chose to be involved in our lives. Thank you that you are still the same. Thank you that we can take you on your word. Thank you that we know you will keep your promises, you will come through, that you know each one of us, that you've got a plan for us, that you're not yet finished with each one of us. We pray for our friends and family in South Africa. We pray for people that's poorly, that's ill. We pray for our protection, Lord Jesus. Thank you that we know that you've got a plan for our church as well. And that the future, our future, is in your hands. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. It's very easy to worship. And one of the easiest ways to worship is bringing our offerings. So where we thank the Lord, bring glory to Him. So this is an opportunity to, to just thank Him for who He is, for what He did, for what He's going to do in your life. Um, you see all the information down below. And thank you for everyone that's still contributing and still giving. Our birthdays this week is Annelies Joche's birthday is on the 20th, Aiden Buchner 21st, Renier Pretorius 22nd, and Tanya Lond the 24th. May it be an amazing week for each one of you. And then the lockdown. We hoped that the lockdown would come to an end next Monday, but it's not going to happen. Uh, we thought we we're planning towards and contact church service for the 27th of June. It's not going to happen. Lockdown is extended and we will only know on the 19th of July when, when we go, can come back to church. And because just after that school closed, it's summer holidays, um, our, our church board decided that we would rather we would rather plan a few informal meetings outside at different venues at different times throughout summer, just to get together, just to to to, to meet each other up, just to spend some time, just to learn each other again. So the first of these meetings will be on July the twenty fifth, Greenwich Park at eleven o'clock. Um, bring your picnic blankets, picnic basket. We're going just to sit down and spend time with each other. Um, so we'll see you there the 25th of July. Um, if you've got any question about our, our church services, please contact us, info at Um we, we are honestly looking at all options at this stage or when will be the best possible date to resume contact jet services. We don't want to put anyone in danger. We don't want to be in a situation where, where people's health is endangered. So um, we will try to do it as responsible as we can. Um, so at this stage, our plan, if, if lockdown comes down at 19th of July, our plan is for um, summer meetings outside, three of, three of them throughout summer, and then to start our church services early in September. So watch the space for more information.
May the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob be with you. He will bless you and keep you. He will shine his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. You are the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord knows time. You hid him. Nothing compares to this.